The Seattle Mariners are a disaster right now. Let's hear our grievances here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022, and this is the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidying Gonzalez, reporter and editor over at allseahawks.com. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patno. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-E-Pat11, that's C-E-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control zone. We typically post two additional shows on there every week and get into some bigger ideas and bigger topics whereas with Locked On Mariners we cover more of the day-to-day with the M's we also get into some non-baseball t- uh, discussions on Control the Zone as well it's a uh, it's a pretty fun time so be sure to check it out again that's patreon.com forward slash control the zone and if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on YouTube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it so Colby I'm dooming right now uh I'm kind of broken quite frankly I told you this before we we hit record I I am a broken man at this point Losing to uh, two games out of three to the Oakland A's of all teams uh, will we'll do things to a, to a baseball fan. Uh, this uh, A's offense, which is one of the worst in baseball, has scored 17 runs off of the Mariners over the last three days. Uh, today, uh, you know, it, 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 we kind of showed, we kind of saw everything that the Mariners have to offer this year in terms of just frustration, uh, where it's, you know, one night, the offense can't do anything, and that was the case today. The uh, the next night, pitching's bad, particularly with the bullpen. That was last night. And, uh, yeah, today uh, they only scored two runs. Uh, they more or less got shut down by Paul Blackburn. Uh, just couldn't really do anything against them. They did walk six times. They they had ten hard-hit balls. Just couldn't really do anything with that. Cannot capitalize, and that's kind of been their M.O. all year. And uh, yeah, now they are in last place in the American League West. They are nine games under 500. And thankfully, we have an off day tomorrow. So we don't have to watch this crap for a day. We get a breather. And uh, as I said in my Lockdown Now video that's going to be uh, posted later, uh, I highly suggest to Jerry DePoto and company to make use of tomorrow's off day and uh, try and get this thing back on the rails uh, by making you know a trade or something something needs to be done, right? Because, like, this just can't go on the way that this roster is currently constructed. It is very talented, don't get me wrong, but there are glaring holes with this team, particularly with the bullpen, particularly with the with the bottom half of the lineup. So, I mean, just... It's it's hard not to feel like this is rock bottom for this team, given everything that's happened leading up to this point and losing to the A's, but to you, does this feel like rock bottom? Is there a reason to to not be all doom and gloom as I am right now? Well, the reason is there's 120 some odd games to go. Um, That's true. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, the Mariners, I think they're eight and 17 this month or something. Could the Mariners go 17 and eight next month? Yeah. I mean, sure. Sure. They could. Um, Is it likely based on the way they're playing right now? No, it's, it's not. And, and so, I mean, it just, we could say it's rock bottom, but this team continues to find new depths. Um, to kind of uh, fall into. And of course on Friday they do 
get to try and turn it around against Justin Verlander, who's just, you know, an American League Cy Young candidate, um, who's already shut them down twice. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't get any easier. Um, man, if they get swept by Houston. <laughs> 12, 12, 12 games under, look, I know it's early, but 12 games under is a pretty big hole to dig yourself out of. You're realistically going to have to spend the next two months trying to dig yourself out of that. Um, and that's not going to be easy. You're going to be playing the Angels a lot. You're going to be playing the Astros a lot. Um, and that's kind of what you, you have to start filling up the hole here pretty soon um, because eventually you're going to spend all offseason pulling yourself out of the hole and you're not going to be able to push the dirt to make the, the leap up the playoff mountain like you need to. So, yeah, they're running out of time to really still have a, a, a decent shot at the playoffs. Um, they still do right now, but, yeah, they're, they're running out of time. They're running out of uh, – attempts and yeah i think it's would be wise of jerry to uh to you know go out and make a move and it almost doesn't really matter who or what the move is it feels like this team needs a, a landmark firing so to speak to, to borrow a business term and I, I don't mean the hitting coach or, or service or i don't mean an actual firing i think it needs a kind of a, a landmark like wow like they just like for example dfa or sending down drew steckenrider Sure. Like that guy was one of your, you know, one of your biggest pieces last year out of the bullpen. He's got two options left. He's been terrible this year, was terrible again on Saturday, probably cost him the game. Um, send him down, shake it up. And it doesn't almost really doesn't matter who they call up. I mean, you can send down Mashevitz too. Those are two guys who were big pieces of last year's team that just haven't got it done. You can send those guys down. And like, it doesn't really matter who you call up. Um, or maybe it's you know hey we we we're, we're trading you know it doesn't really matter who it is or we're sending down just that kind of that big like landmark like hey guys it's it's just it's not we can't keep continuing like this something has to change and so and also um, you know th- this whole off season the the message from Jerry Depoto and crew you know we we believe in this team we believe this is going to be the team that does it and. You know, it would be it would behoove them to send a message and reinforce that idea that, hey, we still believe in you, even at this point that, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're nine games under. But look, it's early and we can turn this around. We believe that we can turn this around. Make us make a move, make a big trade. Why not break the ice? Like, I, I know it's mm-hmm. early. I know a lot of teams don't trade at this point, but do something here. You got it. You got to do something here to to make a statement here because right now this team does not look energized. It does not look like it has any sort of will right now to win, and uh, and that's just the complete polar opposite of what we saw towards the end of last season. That team had heart. This team is almost soulless at times. Like it just it looks like it's like this <laughs> zombie just roaming around, going through the motions, and that's right. just kind of the the Mariners' mo this year. Um, they're just there. There isn't a like. Even when they win, it's just kind of a sluggish effort. Like they almost lost uh, the the first of this game or of of this series, um, where you know they got out to a three nothing lead, blew that. They got out to a seven three lead, nearly blew that. One seven to six. Like they like even when they win, it's ugly. It's just yeah. th- this team all around <laughs> is just incredibly frustrating to watch. And it just, it does not look anywhere close to the contender that I thought they were going to be playoff contender. That it's not, you know, anything bigger than that, but like, this does not look like a wildcard contender at all. Not even close. 
uh, yeah, and, and here's the deal: is you're 45 games in in 10 days, you're going to be a third of the way through the season, right? Um, and while that's plenty of time to get better, uh, for players to get better and, and to have still have good years, um, it, you're getting to the point now where Scott has to start managing his team, the team that he has, not the team that he had last year. And that, that specifically goes to the bullpen. Um, it doesn't matter if Drew Steckenrider was good last year. And you say, well, he was really good last year. And that's a bigger sample size. We're 45 games in, we're almost a third of the way through the season. It's time to start looking at Drew Steckenrider for what he is this year. It's time to start looking at Jesse Winker for who he is this year. And, um, you know, Winker had a decent series, and obviously you're not just going to bench somebody like Winker. Um, but, you know, it, it just it's time to say, hey, look, we can't just sit here and say, well, they'll turn it around because their baseball card says they will. We're almost a third of the way there. So it's time to start making yeah. some adjustments to help those guys either get back to where they are or to replace them with people who are performing. Um, because the 2021 team, what the, what these guys did for that team, doesn't matter. If they're not helping you in 2022, yeah. get rid of them. Uh, it's it's yeah. it, There's nothing irreplaceable about the Dylan Moores, the Drew Steckenriders, the Anthony Mishevitz. Um, you know, there's nothing irreplaceable about those type of guys. And, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Cal Raleigh had a nice game on Friday. I just is, yeah. does he look like a major leaguer to you? No, I, I'd rather you no. roll with. I'd rather you roll with one of the cat Brian O'Keefe or whoever uh, down in AAA for a couple months because at least maybe maybe they'll hit a buck eighty with a two fifty two seventy on base like that. And that's, and honestly, that's probably the best thing for both sides too. Like Raleigh, mm-hmm. like for Raleigh's development, for the sake of Raleigh's development, he should probably be in AAA as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know the the thing though is like they they have made you know, some drastic decisions with the current roster in terms of sending guys down, sending, you, know, send, you know, bringing guys up, et cetera. You know, Kelnick, the the eight moves that they made before the New York series and that with Kelnick and, and everything, you know, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty drastic, but they need to do something from the outside here. I think that's the only way that you can really spark this team is by going out and right. again, we've used this uh, analogy and it's probably fairly lazy because it's just, you know, it's really just going in line with the time of the year, but when they traded for Denard Spann and Alex Colomay in late May of 2018, following the uh, the Cano suspension, that sent a jolt into this team. They need mm-hmm. to do something like that again. They need right. like it. And look, I know that's easier said than done, right? Because right. like it takes two to tango. You need to find a trade partner. You need to find the right pieces with that particular trade partner as well, and they have to be willing to trade that the, those pieces um, for a reasonable price, but. That I think that's the only thing that you can really do at this point that is going to truly change things. That is going to do what you were saying, be that firing, basically. Right. They they never here's the problem with with the like, oh well, look at all that roster turn we did in New York. That didn't really help. It's because you didn't build yourself a roster where that type of movement yeah. from within was going to help. You didn't yeah. you didn't have that. And so, you know, it's something we've talked about the entire off season during the lockout, what we wanted. And then it's something that we've talked about here in May a lot is that they didn't build for, for this type of um, problem. You know what I mean? It, they didn't build for this eventuality or this, this possibility. And, and, you know, you can sit here and say, well, Machaniger got hurt and, and Tom Murphy got hurt. It doesn't matter. That's your fault. Not that they got hurt, but that you couldn't replace them. That's on you. So um, yeah, it's just one of those things where, just saying, oh, okay, well, we're just, you know, going to keep roster churning, Rowan and Elias and Anthony Mashevitz and 
Daniel Ponce de Leon and, and Tommy Malone and Fernando Abad, and we're just going to cycle those guys through. It's not good enough. You put yourself in a position where you need to go outside of your organization to make improvements and make no mistake, the Mariners need to. And whether or not, I mean, you want to do that in May or, or early June, it doesn't matter. You put yourself in that position, you have to pay the piper. So, uh, and, and don't tell me that there aren't teams out there that are already, you know, willing to make these moves. They are, they, they are. Yeah. The Pirates are willing to trade guys. The Oakland A's are willing to trade guys. The Detroit Tigers, the Kansas City Royals, these teams are already ready to trade guys. Might it cost you an extra dime? Sure, maybe. But who cares? So, yeah, they need to do yeah. something tomorrow, and it needs to be something more than signing washed up, you know, Justin Upton or, oh, hey, we, we you know, we're bringing up Tommy Malone to, it. like, who cares? Yeah. Go no. get a Ben Hamill, go get a Chris Stratton, go get a – Lou Trevino, go get a Sam Mole, go get, you know, whoever, Anthony Santander, whatever, whoever it is, go get yeah. somebody. Yeah, go get somebody. Obviously, don't do the thing where you overpay just as a reactionary thing or anything like that, but you need to do something. I mean, you need the, you need to send a jolt into this roster. Right. I mean, the overpay being relative, like, right. Don't trade Taylor Trammell for half a year of Ben Gamble, but, you know, if they say, hey, we want. Roberto Perez and Wyatt Mills for a year being ego. Oh, yeah. The, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah we no. have to pay you 10 cents, uh, you know, dollar ten for a dollar. Okay, fine. But, yeah. you don't, obviously, you don't do like $2 for a dollar. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, obviously, there's a, there's a certain cutoff point there. But, sure. um, but yeah, it, 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 something is necessary here. Like, it, some sort of trade. It has to happen. It has to happen. I, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. I know we sound like broken records every single episode that we get on here lately, but they have to make a trade. That is the only way they, they can get better because, like you said, they do not they did not build the depth necessary to fix this thing from within. They don't they don't have it. It doesn't exist. So we're gonna be um talking about Kyle Lewis, who uh that's one good reinforcement that has has come through here, and uh, he's looked solid uh, so far. And uh, some pretty good news just in general with him being able to play back-to-back days. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by LinkedIn. With spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire uh, to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidate you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Locked On Mariners Post Game Show. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. There are recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts taking fans through the season like no other network. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So so 
as I was saying, the, the really good news with Kyle Lewis is that he played back-to-back days, but not only did he play back-to-back days, he played it after a night game going into a day game, uh, and he made it all the way through today. He did go 0 for 4, but he made contact every single time. He's made contact every single time that he's come up to bat uh, so far. He's 2 for 8, uh, had a pair of singles last night. Uh, so he, he's looked good. He's looked comfortable at the plate. Uh, doesn't look like anything is really hampering him. Obviously, he's not going to play in, uh, play in the field for the foreseeable future. But right now, that isn't really a pressing need uh, for him. It kind of, the roster kind of gets a little bit weird when you factor in Justin Upton, but that's a whole another discussion for a later time. But what have you seen out of uh, Lewis over the last couple of days? Yeah, he looks uh, pretty similar to how he looked pre-injury. Um, We've seen a lot of singles. We haven't seen him really drive the ball, pull the ball uh, with authority yet. Um, but he is making plenty of hard contact. He had another uh, hard hit ball. Uh, went right into the shift. It, it nearly dotted Blackbird in the side of the head. I think it was 105 off the, off the uh, bat there. Um, yeah, you know, he, he's making contact. It's good pitch recognition. He's not chasing wildly. Um, he's seeing the ball pretty well. Uh, and he, like, like you said, he's putting the ball in play. He's not striking out. Uh, we've seen him go up the middle. We've seen him go the other way. We've seen him pull the ball. Uh, and yeah, it just kind of looks like he didn't miss a beat, at least, you know, at the plate. Um, the one thing with Lewis that we talked about last year before he got hurt, um, you got to see more pull power out of him. Uh, Lewis, you know, hitting 260 with a 400 on base is, is fine. But, uh, or sorry, a 260 with a 400 slug is, is fine. But, um, it's not really what you want him to be. He, he kind of has to get to that pull power, and he will eventually. I'm not worried about it. It's just one of those things that, you know, since he looks so similar to how he did last year pre-injury, that was one of the things we had talked about was, well, it would be really nice if he could eventually get to that pull power. Um, and he just hasn't gotten there yet. It's only been two games. But the important thing is he's a little comfortable, um, at least at the plate, kind of jogging around the bases, which is to be expected. I mean – not blaming him for that. So just one of those things where so far so good, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's certainly as we would have predicted, he's, he's certainly not a savior of this offense, but uh, so far so good. Yeah. Uh, he had the fourth hardest hit ball today, 104.4 mm-hmm. miles per hour off the bat. It was a ground out. Um, but yeah, he's a, uh, yeah, he's you know he's making contact and he's making quality contact right now. So uh, usually that will, um, that will eventually lead to, to more uh, better results. And, uh, but like you said, yeah, you know, it'd be nice to see him, you know, get to his pull side more because he's hitting everything opposite field right now. Um, which is nice. Like that works and singles are nice, but with this offense right now, it's just singles aren't typically going to get the job done, especially when, you know, Lewis right now is hitting in the seven hole. And I would assume that if he keeps on hitting the way that he is right now and just having the good quality of bats that he's had, assuming that he can stay in the lineup consistently, fairly consistently at least. He's probably going to move up in the order, um, in, in short in short order here. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just it's nice to have him back at least. Uh, it's nice to see him. Uh, he, you know, it's the, the Mariners are better with Kyle Lewis, a, a part of their team. Uh, that's just, just a fact. Uh, he's just a, a, he's a fun baseball player, and now that he's uh, – sorry. Is it a fact? Is it a fact? They're zero two since his return. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> just, it's, just it's saying, Kyle Lewis. Though. It's Kyle Lewis, though. It's yeah, Kyle no, Lewis, it's though. it's it's great. Um, it's great to have him back. It's just you know one of those things yeah. where it's like, 
<sighs> man, it just <laughs> you wish you had another yeah, the rest of the team to, to, to yeah. stick in the, in the number three spot or to stick behind the plate. Uh, that would be that'd be great. But uh, yeah, because there's still at least like two spots right now in the lineup that are just black holes, uh, even even with Lewis's arrival. So it's just. And, you know, usually and then there's going to be another guy that's slumping or maybe two guys that are slumping at one time. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just this kind of constant cycle that the Mariners are going through offensively. And um, and like we said, you know, and like you just mentioned earlier, uh, Lewis is not the savior. You know, he, he lengthens the Mariners lineup, but he is not their savior. Um, but it, it is it is nice to have him. Uh, it's nice to have him back. It's nice to see that he is not overwhelmed, that he's not in too much pain it seems like you know you mentioned that he's kind of you know jogging around the bases and stuff like that and he's kind of you know taking it easy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, ta- he's you like, know he's taking it okay, easy right no, now it's it's fine Kyle I, I get it yeah yeah um, and also you know it I don't know though it there may have to come a time here where we have a discussion about whether or not this is the smartest idea for the Mariners to continue to basically continue his rehab stint at the major league level because it kind of seems like, kind of seems like that's what they're doing right now. Since he can't play in the field, and because of you know how, how he looks on the base pass right now. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, there was never a situation where you're like, "Oh man, Kyle, you, yeah, like if that's as fast as you can run, then like you shouldn't be up here." No, like, there wasn't a like, he didn't fail to leg out a, a slow roller double play ball or anything like that. So no, we'll no. see. It's definitely something to monitor though going forward. Um, but hey, you know, if you're looking for other good bits of news uh, from this series. JP Crawford had back-to-back two hit games and he was actually yeah. okay on, uh, on Friday or on, uh, on Monday. He had, you know, walked a couple times, also had a hard hit ball that was caught in right field. So Crawford mm-hmm. starting to turn it around. Julio had a couple bombs in this series. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, no, I mean, like it was Robbie a good series Ray for Julio. Really yeah. yeah, right. Robbie Ray looked really good, and we're going to be talking about him in a second. But yeah, uh, you know, Julio uh, Julio didn't get a hit today, but he had a hard hit ball. He also walked. He stole a base, so it was a solid day for Julio. Um, had a strikeout, um, you know. So hey, was, eh. Diego Castillo looks like he's figured some things out. It's like three yeah, that's in good. a row. He's been pretty good. That's um, good. Yeah, you know, nothing to worry about with Paul Seawall. Just rough outing today. Um, yeah, I mean, really, Happens. the bullpen. Pin Murphy had a uh, had a had a rough outing on on. Monday, but I mean, he was good the next day, and I mean, really, aside from from Mischewitz and and Steckenrider, the bullpen was okay. So I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, Roma was good. I I, I just I don't know. Like, yeah, there just aren't that aren't there that many positives. Um, but again, <laughs> it is it is nice to see Kyle Lewis. It's nice to see him up mm-hmm. with the team. Uh, just the the lineup is uh, longer now, and um, it's just nice to to have him. And it's it's nice to, it's it's cool at least, even though that not everyone is contributing right now or is capable of contributing right now. It is nice mm-hmm. to see a lineup with like Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Lewis, and Taylor Tremell in it. Like yeah, that's JP. There's a lot of likability yeah. there. Um, yeah, I sure would like to see Taylor get a full year in AAA, or at least a full couple of healthy months in AAA. Because um, yeah. right now he's either walking or striking out like that. That's and they're yeah, not going to use. He's him a true lefties. two outcome guy right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to use him against lefties. And the fact that they keep going to Dylan Moore just because he's a right-handed bat. <sighs> yeah, lefty yeah. righty doesn't matter if your lefty or righty sucks. 
It's true. It's true. Uh, so apparently we don't have an ad read uh, for the second or for at the end of the second segment. So let's just go on to our third segment here. Robbie Ray, who uh, went six innings today, he gave up mm-hmm. seven hits. Um, he had 24 swings and misses, which, uh, yeah, he just continues to, to do that um, over those last couple starts here. He had, what, 21 in New York and then 27 in, in Boston, now 24 here. Uh, he's missing a lot of bats. Um, obviously, he had a really uh, nice inning in the second where it was uh, second and third, no one out, and he was able to fight his way out of that with a couple strikeouts. That was uh, that was massive for him. Um and uh, he ends up getting um, 10 strikeouts in total, just walks one. He gives up six hard hit balls in this game. Um, was this the best that you've seen him this year? Or where would you say this kind of ranks in terms of his uh, his starts this year? Um, he kind of avoided the big inning in this one. Um, even the, the two-run home run he gave up was such a cheap, like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna carry. watch that home run. You're gonna watch that home run and tell me seriously that Major League Baseball isn't switching between the juice and the dead ball, like every half inning. Seriously, that swing produced a home run, and we're just like, oh yeah, no, that, that happens. Did, didn't Wink, didn't Jesse Winker hit like a 106? Yeah, a screamer, like, and it died at the warning track. Like yeah, last night. Like, come yeah. on, and they're like, oh well, it was, it was too high. Was the problem the dead ball doesn't? Fall. Elvis Andrews hit a pop up. That should have been the medium left field, and it ended up yeah. four or five rows deep and left. Like, come on, yeah. Of course they're, of course they're switching baseballs. But, well, even uh, even like Julio's home run last night too. Like he got that off the end of his bat. Yeah, yeah, and it just like they're they're clearly switching between juiced and and dead baseballs. And um, I mean, it's 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 obvious. But anyways, um, yeah, I would say it's probably Ray's best start because he only walked one one guy too. Uh, he had yeah. some control issues in the first. Uh, he missed arm side mm-hmm. uh, a few Didn't times. Did he also give up like three hard, like three of his six hard hit balls were in the first inning or first two innings? I think uh, three of the first six came, or three of three of the six came in the first uh, six batters of the game. So yeah, um, yeah, he was really good, and like he was way better than his final line indicates. Even um, so, yeah, I would say this is probably Robbie's best best outing uh, of the year. Mm-hmm. And it, like yeah. I said, it's kind of continuing a trend where we're starting to see the velocity go up. We're starting to see the strikeouts go up. And right now it's just about el- eliminating that one big inning. Um, it's certainly a problem that he does have to fix. But today felt like it was, it was a good step into fixing that problem because there were a couple opportunities for Oakland to have that big inning, and they just never really did. Yeah, a lot of, lot of 95, a lot of 94 today. Even saw him mm-hmm. touch 96 on a pitch. Uh, so that's yeah, that's uh, that's big for him, um, and uh, we're seeing a lot more swings and misses. We're we're starting to see Robbie Ray for who he is, really, and that's you know high strikeout guy, high swing and miss guy. Right. Um, I mean, and the walks are had, starting to cut down a little bit. Yeah, he had 13 whiffs on his uh, on his slider today, but yeah. 11 on the fastball. Yeah, which is uh, certainly good. So uh, yeah, he hit 96 once. Um, yeah, it was it's just a solid, solid outing through strikes. Only walked one guy and, and plenty of strikeouts. So this is, mm-hmm. I don't know what, four or five outs, outings in a row where Ray's gotten his like normal strikeout totals. Um, and it's really just been about the one inning. Uh, and he avoided it today. Uh, so yeah. uh, it's a good sign. Yeah. So we found some positives. There we go. 
we did we did that we we, we accomplished that i uh it wasn't all you know sadness doom and gloom today uh we ty we is actually, so broken i'm broken yeah i know I'm, I'm i'm dead and uh thankfully we are uh we're going to follow in the Mariner's footsteps and also take a day off tomorrow. Uh, we are going to be uh, doing Control the Zone tomorrow, though. Uh, we had to delay just one that. Show. Yeah, just just the one show. Uh, so uh, if you're subscribed to our Patreon, that's for all of our tiers, uh, that episode. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, but yeah, no Locked On to Mariner's tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, we also got some news uh, real quick to, to talk about before we hop off of here. Uh, some personal news. The uh, our, our Mariner site that we're going to be starting up on Fan Nation as part of the uh, Sports Illustrated Network, Inside the Mariners, is officially going to be launching on Tuesday, May 31st, right in time for the Mariners, uh, for the start of the Mariners series with the Orioles. So uh, be on the lookout for that on Tuesday. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to uh, start writing about the Mariners again. We're going to be writing stuff uh, before that, getting it ready for you to uh, read it. Check it out on uh, on Tuesday morning. Uh, we're uh, I, I believe it's officially launching at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. I believe that that is the time that I was I was given. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it more uh, next week. Once uh, once it's actually officially launched, but uh, very excited about that. Excited to get going. You excited? You excited to start writing about baseball? I mean, it's obviously not a great time to start writing about the Mariners. <laughs> like the timing, the timing could honestly not be worse. Right. Hey, um, you and I started. Well, a, you and I started started a podcast together during a pandemic, during the lockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, during a uh, yeah, basically a lockout for uh, Major League Baseball due to the pandemic. So yeah. and, and we survived that. We built that through that. So hey. Yeah, we'll do it again. I mean, we still haven't discussed whether or not you can afford me, so I don't know quite yet. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, I've already started putting together my my trade a day candidate list, and I'm gonna send nice. that uh, that link to you so you can start adding some names. I'm only through about four teams in the American League, and I think I'm up to 37 guys. So wow, yeah, yeah, it's it's comprehensive, and it's you know that's just if they buy. I still have to do the if they sell section. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be plenty of names to choose from. I, I think should be able to get those done every day from, you know, or mostly every day from June to through the trade deadline. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. But, uh, you know, I have to discuss my fee first. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Let us know in the comments below what contract I should offer Colby. <laughs> how much money oh, should no. I offer Colby? Yeah. Let, let's see how much you guys down in the comments, if you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, believe Colby's uh, Mariner's knowledge is worth. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that oh, I'm boy. sure that will go. I'm sure I'm sure that will go great. <laughs> the watch time on our videos is not 31 minutes, so. We'll see if anybody actually watches to the end, but uh, if they do, I know I'm getting absolutely roasted in the comments. So, oh boy, yeah, I'm gonna have to turn you into HR, Ty. Oh wait, oh, you're boy. HR. Darn yeah, it. technically, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, well, that's gonna do it for our show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners post game show. For Colby Pat Node, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me 
Yeah, Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and C Pat 11 that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's president past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you on Friday. Peace.